Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast sponsored by that one really embarrassing thing that happened to you when you were like 10 to 12 years old that your parents still sometimes bring up to your significant other. We all have one. Quote unquote, sometimes. (laughs) What's yours? Well, shouldn't you tell me? I'm going to tell you what yours is. Since my parents tell Um, it to you. (laughs) Yours is when you did the worm at a middle Uh, school dance and hurt your knee (sighs) and then limped around the house crying and yelping for days. And I hit my knee instantly because I cannot do the worm. I don't know what inspired me to try to do it on Sometimes the dance floor. the music just takes you away, <laughs> you know, and you're like, I I can do the worm. I am a worm. I bash my knee into the ground with some, what level of force are you supposed to do the worm with? It's whatever level of force <laughs> you were doing it with in middle school was too much. Yeah, and then I was, uh, I was slightly injured for a few days. It was maybe like for the weekend, but my dad talks about it so gleefully. <laughs> like it happened yesterday, <laughs> which is fabulous. What's um, mine? What's yours? So the other day you were trying out an e the other day months ago you were trying out an e-bike your uncle has an e-bike right so you're trying it out we all were taking turns driving it around it was really fun driving biking i don't know that's why it's a legal gray area we don't know if it's driving or biking and or cycling i should say you crashed into a bush pretty quick were you direct okay? i really just no one went asked directly you into a bush at the time if you were okay so i'm asking i would now. like to know no one asked me if i was okay not my blood relatives not my relatives by marriage not my own husband <laughs> so me and your your mom and dad are cracking up watching you fall into this bush and you're, you're, they said oh yeah this is just like when Katie was 12 and fell off her bike what what happened then do you, re- do you remember the 12 year old yeah I fell off my bike version of you for what reason was there wasn't slippery? there wasn't a whole lot of reason <laughs> I think I was maybe daydreaming and um, there was like a canal path that we would ride our bikes on sometimes and I still have the scar on this audio medium you can't see it but Ooh, I still have it I never knew that that's what that yeah. was from Look at that. It was like pretty gross. Like I fell, it was all full of gravel from the canal path. Wow. It was rough. It was a rough one. And my family never lets me forget it. No. About that time that I was in pain. They love to connect your recent bike crash with your old one while laughing hysterically. We're going to go a little further back in time today than age 12 for you. We're going to go back to preschool. Have you ever heard of the preschool show? And let's play together in the bright sunny weather. Let's, let's all go, go to Gala Gala Island. Gala Gala! Gala Gala! Lots to see and to do there. All we need now is you there. Let's all go to Gala Gala Island. Gala Gala! Gala Gala! Gala Gala Island. I have not. Is it related to Gala Geechee culture? Yes. Oh, wow. Look at me being cultured. I can't wait for you to take back all the bad things you've ever said about Nickelodeon when you see what they were airing and for preschoolers. In, well, listen. <laughs> Gullah Gullah Island aired on Nickelodeon in early morning of the day. They had a block called Nick Jr., which yeah, we saw. Yeah, it's called Wake Up Kids and Drink in This Media with Your Eyes while you're supposed to be just resting. <laughs> we, watched, we watched Blue's Clues a while back. That was the only other Nick Jr. show oh, okay, we've seen. Yeah, but yeah. this predates Blue's Clues by years here. And it aired on Nick Jr. from October 24th, 1994 to uh, to April 7th, 1998. They did four seasons and 70 episodes. It was created by Ron Days, Natalie Days, their husband and wife, Maria Magdalena Perez, Kathleen Minton Catapano, sure, and Kit Laybourne. A lot of creators. The real creators are Ron Days and Natalie Days. We'll get to that. Okay. What do you know about Gullah culture or Gullah Geechee culture? I feel like it's endangered. Um... But what is it? Where is it? Uh, maybe an island off of like South Carolina or North Carolina or Georgia, one of those states. Do you know how it came to be? This is like a quiz. I don't know why I'm I know, so I'm aggressively really, grilling you. really grilling me here. I, I kind of like it. How did it come to be? It came to be because it 
was an island and it was kind of cut off from the rest of uh, the United States and a rich culture developed there with a unique dialect. Oh, did I write this word down? Do you know that word? What's that word for a language that's comprised of other languages? Is it a Creole? Yes, thank you. Yes, I knew you'd know Um, that. So a a Creole developed, right? And it's a very unique language because it incorporates like a lot of like old English type stuff, like stuff that you would have heard in like the 1700s from like colonists, but it also incorporates things that like enslaved people would have said, right? Yeah, you pretty much got it. All right, you ready? I'm going to give you the history of Gullah Gullah Island, and by doing that, you'll hear confirmation of everything you just said in the history of Gullah Geechee culture. Here we go. I love being right. 1987, Ron Days wrote a book called Reminiscence, Reminiscences, that is a tough word to say. Reminiscences. Reminiscences, Reminiscences of Sea Island Heritage, Legacy of Freedmen on St. Helena Island. And they made this into a kid's show. So Days, yeah, grew up in the Gullah Geechee culture of... St. Helena Island off the coast of South Carolina. I'm really oversimplifying all my facts here, but you know, this is the quick version. As you correctly explained, Gullah culture is the cultural identity of black people who live on the coast of, in islands off the shore of, a region spanning from, at least in its heyday, like the largest Gullah periods in history, southeastern North Carolina, all the way to northeastern Florida, like basically that whole region of the coach. God, I'm so right. That whole region of the coast, okay? Yeah. That region, the climate there is really good for growing rice. So during the slave trade, African slaves were brought there to grow rice. But because of that climate, the same climate that's uh, very good for rice is also good for mosquitoes and malaria and yellow fever. And a lot of these African slaves were largely immune to those diseases, or at least had some level of immunity because they were used to them in Mm -hmm. Africa and the different African countries they were stolen and kidnapped from and sold into slavery from. But their white slave owners were really susceptible to these diseases because they didn't have them from where they were coming from, right? What makes this area unique during the slave trade is the white slave owners would basically leave their slaves alone. Like they wouldn't directly oversee them because Mm -hmm. they would get yellow fever and stuff and die or get really sick. So they would put them there, but then they would kind leave them to their own devices these enslaved people have less their culture is getting less uh, influenced by white european slave owner culture got it got it Does that make sense yes so that's basically why this is like an insulated community that didn't quote unquote integrate you know with all this all these white european traditions so these people who then develop what is now called the Gullah Geechee culture they were able to preserve a lot of their african cultures but because they're enslaved they're all from different parts of africa you know it's that mm-hmm. thing where we sometimes consider it like monolithic and it's not at all so that's why it's a creole because they're from like all different countries in africa and different places so it gets mashed together and creates the Gullah culture. And it continues to exist in the region, but it's, like you said, it's really endangered. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas was raised in the Gullah community in Georgia. The Gullah language is his first language. He learned English later. Isn't that wild? Clarence Thomas is one of only 5,000 remaining speakers of this language today, and he doesn't speak a lot. Ron Days, also in the Gullah culture. He writes this book. It's basically a history of the the culture, Um, you know, the actual long, detailed version written by someone in the culture, unlike the short, highly summarized version by me, an interloper, that I just gave you. Mm -hmm. He writes this book in 1987, and then him and his wife, Natalie, they put together a live show called Sea Island Montage, and they go kind of tour around, and they talk about the history, but they 
can also like sing traditional Gullah mm. songs. So the show, you, I know you were joking earlier, they turned this into a Nick Jr. kids show. The stage version was supposed to be kid friendly so a, a family could go and yeah. learn about it, you know? So Nickelodeon executives saw the show. They happened to go to the show and then they talked to the Daisies and they say, will you make a TV show out of it? Kind of, can you adapt this concept to a TV show? The show, Gullah Gullah Island, stars the two Daisies, the, the husband and wife, as a Gullah, the, the heads of a Gullah family. They have some kids in the show. Um, of course, like fictionalized. They live on a fictional island called Gullah Gullah Island that is basically supposed to be St. Helena Island off the coast of South Carolina. Also, there's a big yellow Pollywog character named Binya Binya who's played by a person in a mascot suit. I want to add that. That was the element that really drew me into this show as a kid, the craziness of this big frog character. Binya Binya had his own spinoff in 1997 called Binya Binya that lasted for five episodes uh, that had more giant puppets, but he's the only giant puppet in this show. So, Is this a live action show? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yes, 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 okay. yes. So the Daisies play themselves. as they, they are like are acting in live action as themselves and then they have like a big frog guy that comes out and, and they interact with sometimes. But it's like them and the, the, their kids on the show. Um, why it's good, I mean, come on, man. If you want to talk about representation and, and in this case, highlighting not just a minority community, but like a minority of a minority of a minority, like such a unique culture. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, uh, and there's puppets. And there's puppets. And right. And there's puppets. And Binya Binya's there. Binya Binya's there. So we're going to watch season one, episode two, Charleston Market. This is one, most of the time they were filming on a set, and this doesn't sound good as I say it out loud. They were just allowed to repurpose the Clarissa Explains It All set and just like change the decoration on it. So it's the exact same set, the house. So they were mainly filming on the repurposed Clarissa Explains It All set when they weren't filming their show because they ran concurrently. Uh, but then this one also features on location where they go to Charleston Market. Ready to check this out? Sure. Are you intrigued by the concept? Yes. Here's a promo that you would have seen right before it started. <clears throat> me, me, me. Welcome back to Nick Jr. <laughs> it's me, Face. La, la, la. And I love to sing. La, 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 la. How about you? La, 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 la. Hey. La, 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 la. Gala, gala, islands next. La, 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 la. I'm Nick Jr. <laughs> Remember this guy, Face? I don't trust him. Face oh. is just designed to keep kids' eyeballs on the television. Oh, yeah. His color changing. I loved Face. Face was basically my third parent. Hi. It's nice to see you again. Today is a very special day. The entire family's taking a trip off Gullah Gullah Island to the Charleston Market. And guess what? You're invited to jump in the car and come along. I go to the Charleston Market to sell the dolls I make. Like this one. I've been making dolls since I was, oh, about your age. I started out just helping my grandma make them. Then she taught me how to make them myself. Another reason it's good besides all the, like, the wonderful representation is the theme song. God, I remember this. Look at that. Oh, there's like a little pig. Like a wild pig. that. Oh, there's Binya Binya. Binya Binya is <laughs> terrifying. Why aren't these children running from this man-sized polywog? Binya Binya is what, like magical realism, I guess? Yeah. Kind of cool. Sure. There's Ron Days, there's Natalie Days, and there's a baby. That they, kid looks so young. They seem so lovely. The kid's fashion is straight fire. It's kind of like black Mr. Rogers a little bit. Right? Isn't this giving you like Mr. Rogers vibes a little bit? Yes. Natalie Days came out, sat on her stoop, and is talking to us directly. You know, it's that Why kind of thing. Why am I crying? This was 1994, I'll have you know. It makes me even madder about the current state of the world. I know. If you watched Gullah Gullah Island and you're a f***ing bigot now, <laughs> DM me your address so I can come beat you up. Because something wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. 
Oh, I don't remember Binya Binya's voice. This is awful. All right, so Binya Binya communicates through like a series of grunts and wails, and I can't tell if he's like in pain. No, he's trying and, to like, sing. Like kind of paralinguistic. <laughs> I guess they're just trying to translate what a kind of a frog a would, would sound, sound like. like. Is a polywog a frog? All right, so Binya Binya has put all these little dollies to bed. <laughs> In the sandbox. He's petting them. It's it's unsettling. What, what is a polywog? Can you explain it's, to me? Is that an animal? It's like halfway between a tadpole and a frog. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like it's a, a stage in the... Yeah. So see, he's still got a tail like uh, uh, like a pot, like a uh, tadpole. Yeah. But he's got arms and legs like a frog. Thank you. You haven't... You've never looked at the life cycle of a frog? Also, the body horror of Binya Binya is accentuated by the fact that he's like in this liminal phase between tadpole and frog. And he just communicates through like a variety of loud screams. It would be like halfway between a caterpillar and a butterfly, like in a chrysalis <laughs> screaming at you. And he obviously so badly wants to be human. I mean, look. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like nurturing crooning. these dolls. Yeah, he's like crooning at these dolls <laughs> in like a half-formed like lullaby situation. It's disturbing. Now she's going to sell Binya Binya's dolls. They're her dolls. He stole them. That's true. He stole them in like a, like a Frankenstein-esque, like I want to care for something. He's like petting them. It's giving me like Lenny from Of Mice and Men vibes, you know? <laughs> the these, little baby is so cute, right? These kids are so cute. <laughs> the little one. All of them are pretty cute. Is his name? Does Binya Binya live in the house with them? I'm confused. He's coming in. Maybe he just invites him in himself sometimes. over, yeah. Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Merry, merry king of the bush as he, he laughs. Kookaburra laughs. Kookaburra happy you must be. Oh yeah, they sing songs a lot on here. Why am I crying? So here's Rondé's singing the kookaburra song to his little baby. <laughs> he's just a real kid there. He's like eat, trying he's to just eat like the bird. Biting the stuff. stuff that, yeah, look. Oh my god, he's so cute. I can't get over him. <laughs> Why are we both crying? I watched this and was like, when are they gonna stop singing and show me Binya Binya again? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not mad about this in any way. Yeah. If you watch this, Kate, stop threatening our listeners. If you watch this and you have questionable tweets about literally any other culture or race. DM me your address. I'm coming to get you. Look at Rod Days' huge 90s computer. I didn't know until I read about it, but, like, this is the Clarissa living room. Like, it's the yeah. same couch. Oh, absolutely. They just put, like, some uh, kente cloth <laughs> pillows on there. <laughs> this show is giving me such Mr. Rogers vibes. Just, like, yeah. super soothing in a lot of ways. I want that kid's outfit so bad. <laughs> the conflict of this episode is that this horrible, wrinkly-suited frog man <laughs> is just stealing all their stuff. He's trying, he took the dolls, now he's trying to take the beads. It's just because he's hunched, like, crouched to hop. Yeah. Just the folding of the fabric yeah. is just terrible. Yeah. Now they're just picking up beads in, like, a wacky, sped-up sequence. <laughs> so much for soothing. This was for me. This is yeah. the moment I would have been like, finally. All right, here we are. It's like uh, when you sneak a healthy food into an unhealthy food, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Is Binya Binya coming to the market? Binya Binya needs to stay home. He's like an evil experiment. <laughs> Just a massive irradiated polywog. Now we're singing. This is very PBS-esque. We're oh, like yeah. driving around now. They've taken us off the set. That's why I like it so yeah. much, I think. And we're just, they just are showing us things with the camera and then the kid, the son is just narrating, you know, he's not even in the footage. Really reminds me of like Puzzle Place and things like that. It makes me feel good. It's like we're going to an outdoor market in Charleston and like that's what we're doing this episode, which is really great, yeah. you know? And they're just like talking you through like, this is what a market is, you know? And yeah. this is what you might see. And like the this. mom is an entrepreneur who's selling her own dolls. 
asking like a question of the viewer is also such a Mr. Rogers thing, right? Like, which one did you like? Uh, well, Simeon days. Oh my God, Simeon, who also became very hot. Oh wow, Simeon grew Simeon. up. Simeon grew up. All right, so we've Simeon, done a little I mean, research. His name is Simeon days. Yeah, we've done it's a little Ron research. Days and Natalie days. Yes, the baby. The baby Simeon is their baby. Is their baby, but and the... he grew up to be hot as heck. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird to say, but um. The, he, Hold that I, picture up again. I can't deny it. It's just, I don't want to see that while I'm looking at him as a baby on this show. True. But the boy and girl are, the older boy hmm. and their daughter are not their real kids. The pacing on this is so great. Slow. Let's look at stuff. What an artistically inclined child. Pinya Pinya is hiding in a tree. <laughs> He's terrifying. As the camera This is like such a, such a great, like, slow, fun show. And then there's this absolute body horror right it's like like you can almost evil. hear that it's probably a note from nickelodeon oh, like okay we love like, what you're doing however can we add a monstrous add <laughs> an evil irradiated polywog <laughs> prat falling you know like yeah it just nightmare animal it takes me out of it so much and, but, yet, and i get it I my get favorite it. part as a boy gala gala island was taped at nickelodeon studios at the university studios florida all right all right kate is that it that's it. That's an episode of Gullah Gullah. Wow, Island. that was you great. Think? You enjoy that? Yeah, it was really super. Here's what I liked about it. It has all the trademark Katie things that I like. It's like nice and slow. It provides a lot of scaffolding for mm-hmm. kids to understand something that maybe they haven't seen before, like a big open air market or like yeah. different parts of like a, a new culture that they might need help understanding. Like they were explaining, um, Natalie was explaining like, oh, this is what a headscarf is called. And like, you know, these are some traditional dolls that I might make. So that was really great. The pacing was fabulous. I liked that the kids narrate a lot of it, but not in an annoying way. (laughs) It did feel very PBS to me. Like this is a show, if you had showed this to me and you didn't tell me where it came from, Mm -hmm. I would have said PBS. Yeah, that's a good point. It does have that vibe to it. So yeah, it, I, I really enjoyed that. The music that. was super fun. My one note is that we probably could have done without Binya Binya. No, Kate. The irradiated Binya Binya is there to lure in kids who, the Nickelodeon kid who mm. isn't going to watch a PBS-esque show. It's, it's a trap. Binya Binya is bait. Binya Binya, played by a tantric masseuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think we that was included in the Super Cup, but when we were looking up the actors, we saw that the guy who's in the Barney suit is in the Binya Binya suit, and I think we talked about this on our Barney episode, but I shouldn't assume listeners have heard every one of our episodes. We're over 300 now, Kate. Wow, good for Has us. listened to every one of our episodes. We just crossed that threshold the other day. But yeah, the, Barney, the, the man, not the voice of Barney, but the man in the suit, it turns out is now some sort of tantric masseuse, it, which it is makes, just very odd. It makes sense because it's a very physical... Uh, I know, but I just don't want to get a tantric massage from Barney. That's all. I know he's not in the suit when he does it. <laughs> But that's kind of what I'm picturing. Do you think you would charge extra for that? Would you agree with this statement, Kate? A preschooler probably shouldn't be watching TV, but if you're gonna, which we all, everyone, everyone's preschool. Everyone it's the reality. Does. You gotta yeah. put your preschooler in front of TV sometimes. That's life. You need time to, you know, like take a shower. If you're gonna do it, is this an okay yes. choice? Yeah, this is a great, Relatively. a great one to plant your kids in front of. Do it. You got kids? Show them this. 1994, Kate. But yeah, if 
we could replace Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court with Binya Binya. All right, Kate. Uh, I, that's I enough nostalgia for today. Uh, I, I like, like how to... <laughs> all your political sidebars I edit out carefully, <laughs> and then you now know, and so you're trying to say them when we're doing important things like signing off so that they're uh, indispensable. All right, so uh, absolutely 9,000 splats. Don't we don't you... even use this rating system anymore. I don't um, think you've ever said you would have liked to have watched one of the, these shows as a kid yeah. that I've shown you. Would you yeah. have liked to have seen this as a child? Definitely. Do you think Absolutely. You would have, it would have been valuable and interesting to yeah. you? Yeah. Well, run, well, well. Run, don't walk to Gullah Gullah Island. Let me tell you. It only took several years for me to find a show that you actually have admitted is, is something you would have liked to have watched as a kid. Great. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Check us out everywhere. Find us on social media. Should we delete our Twitter now? Just look for Nostalgia. We're on most of the platforms. See you next week. And once more, let's express our distaste for Clarence Thomas, but our appreciation for Gullah Geechee culture. What? <laughs>